25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Back on the show. Here we go. Hour two of today's show on this Tuesday, live in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Hour two, off and running with you. I'm Matt. Beaver is here. Thanks to you for being here as well. We'll get to you some of your uh, texts coming up on the Country Pleasing text line at 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885 885- ESPN or 885-3776. Text me, and I'll have a chance to read it, and it just might make it on the air. Also, give me a call. love to hear your voice today on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. They are your Kubota dealer. Right now, if you go to Divinity, Highway 51, Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, you can get 0% financing on all Kubota equipment plus 90 days no payments on all Kubota equipment. Great deals going on right now at Divinity. Hit me up on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. Got it? 601 number, 995-1059. In about five minutes on the Divinity phone, it'll be John Cohen, Athletics Director of Mississippi State. He'll be coming up. We'll talk about the new women's basketball coach and other things. Now, uh, and also, by the way, hello to everybody watching on Facebook, on the live stream right there, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. And to everybody watching on Periscope, Twitter, at Radio Wyatt as well. I'm able to see all of your comments and uh, questions and all that stuff. Uh, thanks to a new streaming service that takes all of that and combines it in one nice little uh, window on my computer screen. I can see all your comments and questions all in one place. It's a really neat thing. Thanks to listener Caleb for pointing me in the right direction on that. Thanks to uh, High Point Roasters Coffee in New Albany. For hot coffee this morning. Mm-hmm. There's one of those coffee paws. As I had to gulp it down, thank goodness, for High Point Roasters. Get your coffee there if you haven't already, highpointroasters.com. Now, how about this? So I was giving you those results of that poll done by Seton Hall University that was taking a cross-section of Americans and their thoughts about attending and a huge majority, which really surprised me, the the numbers, uh, according to that poll of the people that said I would not attend a sporting event unless there was a vaccine. It was pretty incredible. I, it just, I didn't think it would be that many, according. So I'm looking at that poll. Well, listener David sent me a message. And thanks to his help, I was able to find this. You're really going to find this interesting. Clay Travis, a noted and notable, uh, sometimes remarkable, (laughs) uh, sports voice, talking head, radio and podcast host, writer, 
sports personality. Now, he's abrasive. Uh, I would not let your young kids watch uh, his stuff, or I would not let them read it. But that's only that's my advice. They're going to hear all that stuff and see it eventually. I get it, but anyway, it's just one man's opinion on that. But I have no problem with Clay whatsoever. Um, and he's been Clay's been very successful at kind of taking a contrarian view and stance on just about anything and really driving that home. But look at this: on the same day that the previous poll I gave you those results that lean one way uh, came out. He put a poll on Twitter, which he has over half a million Twitter followers. And it says, would you attend a sporting event this summer or fall without a coronavirus vaccine existing? With 90,000 votes in his Twitter poll, 90 thousand votes in his Twitter poll 77% said yes they would attend a sporting event this fall without a vaccine and 23% said no now those percentages certainly represent you know a a demographic if you want to call it that that's really not even the right word just a cross section that that's his Twitter following where the majority of those responses are going to be coming from. So I find that interesting. I mean, it's two different ways to look at it, but one poll has a few votes. This one, 90,000 people participated in a Twitter poll and said 77% said they would attend a sporting event without a vaccine. And Jennifer, I think you're right. Um, It's sort of copycat. I don't care what people think. Jennifer on uh, Periscope, watching the live stream right now, says, Matt, do your own survey with Hale State fans and see what they say. Uh, I'll do that. We'll do that just a little bit later. Right now, though, real treat. We get to talk a little basketball and other things with John Cohen, Athletics Director of Mississippi State. He is at John Cohen AD on Twitter. You need to give him a follow if you haven't already. He released some news this past week. You probably have seen it by now, but it is big news in the world of women's college basketball. A new coach replacing Vic Schaefer, and uh, her name is Nikki McCray Pinson, and she comes to Mississippi State from Old Dominion. Let's learn a little bit more about her talking with John right now. John, I appreciate some time here on this Tuesday. Uh, hats off on a, what to me anyway, outside looking in, John seemed like a really quick turnaround on making this hire after Vic Schaefer left. It didn't take long, did it? Well, Matt, you know, you have to, you have to mention the two T's, right? You got to be, uh, got to be thoughtful and thorough yeah. uh, when you're going through one of these processes. And, um, you, you know, you know, that the kids are kind of hanging on an Island and they want to know who their head coach is. And our kids had input into the process for sure. Um, but, but at the same time, you, you know, you do want to honor these families and these young people and let them know as quickly as possible. And you want the program to move quick, move forward as quickly as possible as well. So, right. uh, we're, we feel very, very fortunate to have Nikki McRae in the fold. She is, uh, not just, not just one of the most decorated college basketball players of all time. And, and a decorated WNBA player, but an incredible person. And, 
you know, I just mentioned in a press conference, one of the factors we look for is that edge, that competitiveness. And boy, does Nikki have that as well. You know, John, um, there are a lot of boxes checked by the hire, and I think the reaction from national media, uh, you know, point to that. But for me personally, I just look at it and go, okay, Pat Summit approved and would have approved, and Dawn Staley approves. And I'm really not sure what else we need to know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Those are two pretty good ones. I, I will say this. I, I would have given anything to have had a conversation with Coach Summit mm-hmm. um, about Nikki McRae. Obviously, that was not going to happen. But, um, yeah, I, I think you're right. And you know, but but not just those two either. When when you talk to officials in the WNBA, you talk to, um, you know, people from the Olympic staff. You talk to players that that have played for her, both as an assistant and now a head coach at Old Dominion. Um, you know, it's really hard to find someone. In, in fact, impossible to find someone who thinks that this woman isn't one of the premier coaches in the entire country. What um, what are her challenges? Okay, like so I say that, John, meaning, okay, we know the resume. We just covered that. We also know the roster because I talked about that last week when Vic left. But not everything can be just rosy. So, like, what challenges does she face? Well, I think all of us, not, not just Nikki, but all of us have a connectivity issue right now just from the standpoint of, of mm. course, you can – you know, you, you can be face to face with somebody on your phone. You can call someone. Uh, you can zoom with people, but nothing changes that one on one, uh, relationship, uh, in a conversation. And, um, I, I think it's a little bit of a challenge because right now she's trying to connect with kids without being in the same room with them. And I think that that's a little bit of a challenge. Probably, you know, a similar challenge for, for Vic Schaefer at Texas. Um, you know, that's the first thing you want to do is just connect with those kids. And she's done a great job with that under the conditions that we have, Matt. Sure. John Cohen on your radio uh, right now. Well, and heck, I mean, John, you, you had to meet with uh, the team via video chat to tell them who the coach was. Like, you can't even be in the same room with the team right now. Is that right? Yeah, but I, I will say this, Matt. You know, I, I've been so close – to this team just from the standpoint of they see me at practice they see me at games uh-huh. you know we we they know i'm that maniac on the front row who's you know he- always helping uh other people and uh, <laughs> uh officials you're uh, always helping the officials is that what you're saying i i'm a big believer man in helping people um so yeah they, they've seen me they know that uh i'm into it and they know that i support them 100 percent and I, I think in that way, you know, we, we already had some connection, but this is a special group of, of young women and, uh, they deserved to have the very best. And quite frankly, one of the reasons why Nikki wanted to be the head coach of this program is she knows the quality of player, the quality of people we have in this program. Yeah. So as, um, as we look at her situation, I, I asked you, you know, what the challenges are. I guess this would be an accurate statement, John, or, or point me in the right direction. Um, no head coach taking over a program in 
Southeastern Conference women's basketball history has ever had to deal with uh, this type of adversity. She's the first of this nature during this coronavirus, and that is I'm taking over a team and we can't really get together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that is a tremendous challenge. There's no question about it. That was another reason why we wanted Nick in this program, because we think that she is up to that challenge. Um, you know, I, I thought you were going to say that no other women's basketball coach coming into this league for the first time as a head coach had the same resume or, or had an equal resume well, to, to Nikki McCray-Penson. And uh, if you were going to make that statement, I would be in agreement with you. Yeah, all right, so I'm looking at it. Uh, three SEC championships as a player. And am I looking at this right? In her college career at Tennessee, they lost 11 games. <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, 11 games in four years, Matt. 11 games in four years. She averaged 16 points a game. Of course, obviously you said, you know, incredible player, 12 seasons in professional basketball as a player. Uh, yeah, so the resume is is uh, is really incredible. Was, was she your first choice, John? You know, um, she was my first choice after I got all the information I needed. And that takes a while. Again, that's that's part of this process. Um, you know, you have a conversation, let's say, I'm, I'm going to say 50-plus people who you recognize as experts in college basketball, the WNBA, um, and, and high school basketball. And you, you say, hey, g- give me your thoughts about these 10, 12, 15 candidates. And all of them light up when they talk about Nikki McRae Pension mm-hmm. um, in, in all ways. So it became really apparent to me what the thought process was about her, what the opinions were about her. Then I had to figure out who she was one-on-one. You know, I, I had to have those conversations with her. Because um, the truth of the matter is, in, in, in several interviews, Matt, I'm not telling you or anybody else what you don't already know. You, you talk to somebody for an hour in an interview, they can be anybody they want to be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, in all of the, the grind of practice, recruiting, long days, you know, good times, bad times, those people who have been with her, when they're all saying the same identical things about her mm-hmm. in different conversations, uh, that's a pretty powerful uh, set of circumstances. Yeah, and, no. and, and listen, it doesn't happen a lot, Matt. Right. Well, no question about it. Pretty incredible. And so then it's uh, we, we look ahead to at some point. We can't wait to watch them play. And, John, I wanted to uh, I, I put a feeler out here on our social media channels while we're talking to you about anybody that had questions. And Gail, who's watching the live stream on Facebook, Ricky, in the same vein, had a question about transfers. Gail said, you know, besides the two that, you know, have already kind of said some things, fans want to know, do they expect all the players to stay? with this coaching change. Can you address that at all? Um, I, well, I'll, I'll say a couple of things about that. I think Nikki has done a great job of connecting with the kids. And again, these, these kids have the decision to make whether they feel like Mississippi State and the new coaching staff is a fit for them. I will tell you that the vast majority of them have had, in fact, all of them, 100% of them, have had great conversations with Nikki and we've had great input. Come, coming back. Do all of our players come back? Um, not sure. 
not not 100% sure. Do do the two recruits come to Mississippi State? Not sure. Here's what I am sure of. I know the recruiting prowess of Nikki McCray Pinson, and I know that she is planning for any type of situation through the recruiting process to get the right kids to Mississippi State. And I have all the faith in the world that she will be able to do that. So this this program moving forward is going to be in great shape. And it's not going to happen. You know, these things don't happen overnight. But I think through time, in the coming months, we will see Nikki's ability to recruit. But more than recruit, Matt, the way she evaluates you know, we, we talk about recruiting and evaluating really as, as something rolled up into one, but they're two completely different things. And I was really impressed with her ability to evaluate players as people, as workers, as individuals, and also as basketball players, uh, and as students. So I, I have no, I have all the faith in the world that, that she's going to make all the appropriate roster moves, uh, that we need to make to, to be successful on and off the court. Very, very. Neat stuff. John Cohen, Athletics Director, Mississippi State, on your radio right now. We're just finishing up our time and uh, look forward to getting to meet Coach McCray. John, um, I, I'm, I'm such a big baseball fan, and it's like each time I have you on, I hope I have a couple of minutes for just a quick baseball thought. Did you tell me one time that you're sort of a Braves fan, or am I making that up? No, I, I grew up a, 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 a just – a big time St. Louis Cardinals fan oh. because my father introduced me. My father was a radio operator in World War II. At least he prepared to be one before the World War II was over. But um, we had radios all over the house, and we had Jack Buck on KMOX constantly. So I, I had no choice. I had to be a, <laughs> a Cardinal fan, and I wanted to be Keith Hernandez. Yeah. And then I wanted to be Will Clark, but that's a conversation we've already had. Yeah, right. Yeah, we, I think that we got into that last time. Well, I guess I got it confused then, and um, the, I was just going to bring it up to you. that See, I'm a Braves fan, and today's a neat day because today is Steve Avery's birthday, it's David Justice's birthday, and it's also Greg Maddox's birthday. All three of those have a birthday today. And I had a Greg Maddox stat here that I just wanted to give you and see what your reaction to this is. If you don't mind, kind of like game show style. I just sure. want you to react. All right. Of course. Well, here it is. Greg Maddox faced 20,421 batters in his career. 310 of those 20,000 saw a 3 0 count. Okay. And then here's the last part 177 of those were intentional walks. And <laughs> now, now yeah. how about that kind of control, huh? Well, you're certainly not going to have a three-hour and thirty-minute baseball game when he's on the when he was on the mound because he was going to throw strikes. Right. Yeah, he's one of the greatest of all times, and you know the the key in baseball to being really successful on the mound is engaging your defense and having three or less pitch at bats. Mm-hmm. And he was just extraordinary at having three or less pitch at bats. He was a ball and play guy, wasn't a huge swing and miss guy unless. The situation dictated that. So, yeah, one, one of the greatest of all time. Maybe the great – he and Pedro might have been the best two change-ups in the history of baseball, which is a, an underutilized pitch, in my opinion, as well. So, yeah, that, that's an extraordinary statistic. Yeah. yeah, and my favorite player growing up, Tony Gwynn, uh, that's like feather in his cap. Maddox said Gwynn was the only guy who came to the plate who he'd just throw him a strike, let him hit it, so he could just go ahead and pitch to the next guy. <laughs> you know, 
That's right. At least you're going to get him out two thirds of the time, right? Yeah, I guess so. Let him hit it. <laughs> That's good stuff. John, I really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much, and we look forward to meeting Coach McRae. Absolutely, Matt. Thank you for having me on. Yep, thank you. Talk to you soon. That's John Cohen, Athletics Director, Mississippi State. Thank you to y'all for tuning in and listening to that interview. hope you enjoyed it, but also thanks for your questions, your feedback during that. Uh, Gail, glad to be able to get that in there for you as well. Jennifer, yes, who comments on Periscope and says that uh, – Nikki McRae will be the most decorated coach to ever step foot on the MSU campus. And if you look at it in terms of, yeah, decorated as in her playing career, <clears throat> yeah. Look at the coaches who've stepped foot on State's campus over the years in different sports. You don't have any who have a playing career decorated quite the way hers is. And that's just the... That's just the truth of it. So then, you know, it's about how does that translate into whipping a team up into shape and having them ready to go play basketball whenever that is, whenever that is. And I look, selfishly, I just had to get a little, I just had to get a little baseball in there for you, especially I'm looking up in three of my favorites as a Braves fan. Avery, Justice, and Maddox are all having birthdays today. I might even have to throw a little chop in there for you next when we come back. You'd understand, wouldn't you? We'll continue on the uh, radio on The Zone 105.9. We'll say goodbye to the folks on Facebook and Periscope. Still a little ways to go, though. Tune in to us on the radio on The Zone. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Sorry about that, Beaver. I'm over here twisting all kinds of different knobs, and for whatever reason, I was just twisting the wrong ones. I was talking away, and you couldn't hear me, and I couldn't hear me, and I couldn't figure it out. But here we are. We got it figured out ultimately, eventually. Back on the show. Thanks for tuning in today on this Tuesday. Uh, No uh, guarantees just yet in terms of time and place, but uh, efforts are in place to get uh, Nikki McRae Pinson on the show this week. I think we'll have a good chance to do that. It's just a matter of when. Uh, y'all kind of keep your eyes peeled to my Twitter feed, and when I get that information, I'll tweet it out. I'm just at Radio Wyatt there on Twitter. I also invite you to take a look at my YouTube channel. It's just youtube.com slash Media. There's a new video there kind of going through three main points of what college football players might be going through and what they might be experiencing during this quarantine when they can't be their normal selves on campus and going through workouts and all that kind of stuff. You might enjoy that if you're a diehard sports fan and you're familiar with YouTube. Just check it out, youtube.com slash Matt Wyatt Media. Just search for me on there. You'll see it. All that stuff. Coming up, that spring game. You know, one school going to have a spring game. I told you that. I teased you with that (laughs) earlier. I'll give you that info coming up. 
but I can't help it. Just for funsies. We can't watch the current Atlanta Braves. We're talking about them, so let's just talk about the old Atlanta Braves real quick. Yeah. um, Today, April the 14th, three former great Atlanta Braves uh, share this birthday. Greg Maddox, Dave Justice, and Steve Avery. Two pitchers, one hitter, different eras. Played together at different times. I don't know that they were all. I don't think they were ever all on the same team all at once, were they? They might have been. Maybe one of those teams. But anyway, they all have a birthday on the same day. Isn't that pretty incredible? Now, if you're a diehard like me, Braves fan, look, the Major League Baseball Network, all day and afternoon and night, you have a real treat on your hands. Let me just tell you. Okay, let me step back here, all right? Side note, of all the sports networks out there that are doing their best, I'm talking about, you know, connected to the the various leagues out here. So you've got the NFL network, you've got the NBA, you've got the Major League Baseball network, you've got the SEC network. Well, look, of all of them, one is far and away doing the best job of giving you the content that you want, the kind of stuff you really want on their sports network during this quarantine, and it's Major League Baseball Network, MLB Network. They're doing a better job than everybody else. (laughs) One man's opinion. You can watch Greg Maddox highlights all day today on MLB Network. Coming up, uh, well, let's see. It's actually going on right now. They're going to show it later tonight at 9 o'clock. It's 1995 World Series Game 1. Maddox against the Indians. Huge. 95 Game 1. Huge. You can watch later this afternoon. You can watch 96 World Series Game 2. And then... Later tonight, this evening, you can watch his 14-strikeout game against the Brewers that happened in 2001. So Maddox highlights going on all day today. And then just a nod on his birthday to David Justice. Member of the Braves from 89 to 96. Then he played for the Indians for several years, won a World Series with the Yankees in 2000, finished up with the A's for one year, a three-time All-Star. Yeah, he had the little... You know, Braves fans were kind of miffed at him in the middle of that World Series uh, because he talked about they need the fans and he compared them to Cleveland fans and it wasn't as loud and all that. But what did he do? He stepped up there to the plate in that final Game 7 and got one of the biggest hits in Braves history. Okay, so give the man his due. And Steve Avery, he was the third overall pick in the 88 draft. Lefty, he was the 1991 NLCS MVP, was huge in that 91 season. He was an all-star in 93, a member of the World Series team in 95. And so so some Braves. It's like a Braves day. (laughs) So there we go. Jason in Flagstaff on the Country Please and Text Line. Thank you, buddy. He had a question. I didn't get to it. Um, But always appreciate you listening and sending me stuff and pictures and all that. And Jay in... Baltimore says, man, I have a small bone to pick with you. He said, 
I was listening last week when your show went went all Star Trek. It said, going where no man has gone before. <laughs> Talking to Charlie about bidets and the temperature of the water to show to a new level. Now, that was Bart. Okay, we got to give credit where it's due. That was Bart Gregory, not Charlie, because Bart is the one who put it out on Twitter that he actually bought a bidet, put it in his house as soon as the toilet paper shortage popped up. But Jay went on to say here on the Country Pleasing Text, I made the mistake of Googling bidets, and now my Facebook and Twitter feed is being overwhelmed with bidet advertisements. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. It's not our fault, is it? Uh, Chris from Macon says, Matt, they were all on the World Series team. Yeah, I guess so. That's it, right? Because Justice was on the, the World Series team in 95 and then left the following year to go to Cleveland in 96, or did he go in 97? I guess he went in 97 because it wasn't the year after that. That's right. And see, Avery's final year with the Braves would have been the year after they won the World Series, too. Yeah, so they were loaded. Yeah, they were loaded. Just loaded. All right. I... It's just, I'm going to record all of that. Set the DVR as we speak. You know, if my wife can record 8 million Hallmark movies, I can certainly go in there and record one game from 95 and another one from 96. <laughs> uh, no, the spring game deal, look here, from the Associated Press. One, one school out here thinks they're figuring it out, man. Look. Nebraska fans can scratch their football itch on Saturday when the school's athletics department streams a virtual spring game on all of its social media platforms. What? All 39 spring games scheduled this week have been canceled. Duh. The Nebraska spring game draws about 85000 every year in Memorial Stadium. Last year's spring game generated a million dollars in ticket sales. The virtual spring game will feature Nebraska greats of the past with audio provided by the voices of their broadcast network from Learfield IMG College. Georgia has produced a virtual G-Day plan for Saturday. The SEC Network is going to rebroadcast a 2019 game against Notre Dame. Coach Kirby Smart's going to tweet commentary. The team's radio broadcast team will have a Facebook Live broadcast. And Notre Dame's holding a Saturday night watch party of the 2006 game against UCLA on the Athletics Department YouTube channel. Virtual spring game. What is that? I know what you're going to do if you're going to re-watch one of your games from like last year, Georgia versus Notre Dame, or one from 06. I get that. You're going to organize a rewatch with commentary from coaches and players who are in it and a broadcast team, too. Okay, I get it. But what exactly is a virtual spring game? I don't understand any of it. What are you doing? It's going to feature Nebraska greats of the past. Well, what? I mean, why are you calling it a virtual spring game if it's not a game? I just don't understand it. I think it's silly. Let's see if Chicken Hawk's feeling silly today. Chicken Hawk on the Divinity Equipment phone. 
What's up, Mr. Hawk? What's going on, Bob Taylor? Yo. I, I, I know I've been I, I know I've been making y'all press, man. Beaver told me he did, and I had to apologize to Beaver. And I know that breaking fast, Brooks, because it took me. How long did it take me to get him to tell me he actually loved me, Beaver? Oh, man, it took him at least six months. Not long say. enough. Yeah, a long time, man. But look at him. Oh, uh, a virtual look. A virtual game is virtually worthless. <laughs> I mean, it's just one. Yes. Hey, I'm telling you, yes. I'm telling you, Bob, Bob Taylor, hey, you know, I mean, for a real sports fan, uh, I mean, you got to have the hot dogs and the corn dogs and the uh, – you got to have it all, but spin it all up yourself, run it down your chin, and you jump up, whoop, and hope there's some of the uh, uh, opposing team behind you that uh, somebody done ran it out and sold tickets, you know, they didn't come and support their home team. Because, look, I love when some of them visiting teams get behind me and Louisville. Because I, I got a chicken hauling cowbell. This thing is solid chrome. Got finger holes on it. I ain't lying to you. I'm going to have to ring it one day, bring it to work. I ain't never heard a cowbell so doggone loud in my life. This song, look, this joke in here makes folks be putting on here, uh, you know, like when you shoot a gun. What's them things called? Uh, Earplugs. Yeah, 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 earplugs, earmuffs, whatever it is. But look here, I, I, I know Squirrel. You know, I know Squirrel. Hey, the music it. started. You got to go quick. You got like 20 seconds. I, I call I call back. I'm feeding chickens, bro. Mm-hmm. I love you. Hail the, State. Hail State. Chicken Hawk. He's got himself a chrome cowbell with, he. what did he say, finger holders on it. <laughs> but I do agree. He said a virtual game is virtually... Worthless. <laughs> That's his best call. Y'all stick around. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. All right, back on the show. Getting ready to wrap things up with you. Hit me up on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. Or the Divinity Equipment phone line, give me a call, 995-1059. Chicken Hawk summed it up. Virtual games are virtually worthless. (laughs) Tell that to a gamer. Chicken Hawk. I'm not a gamer, but gamers like virtual stuff, virtual games. Right now, we have to jump into our virtual memories to talk sports sometimes and to have highlights because there are no current ones. Here's some warm fuzzies. You know, the Masters is supposed to have just happened this past weekend, but it didn't. We know they're going to play it in November. How are you? Sorry. If and when and how. They can, depending on, you know, opening things back up. Right now, they've got it scheduled for November, which would be weird. But, hey, it'd be the Masters. The Masters. On this day in 1996, Greg Norman choked and Nick Faldo was the beneficiary. Shoot 67 today. He'd get it right here. He had a number. Golf whisper. Golf did not have a number. He got it. Nick Faldo. 
meant to be with that putt. Biggest comebacks I have ever experienced. Ever. That coming from six back from what he brought by. Well, what a great moment. All right, and then uh, in 2002, back to back for Tigers. Right. The year of the Tiger again at Augusta. Some reason this one seemed a little bit harder. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe it's because we played 26 holes yesterday. It was just a long day, and then today. Uh, you know, my, my legs were just a little bit tired. Um, I guess I'm getting a little bit older now. <laughs> but no, I, it's just been a long week with the, with the weather delays and, and the weather out there. But uh, I can't say enough about the fans. The fans have been so supportive all week and then uh, their, their gracious applause for uh, myself and Retief at the end. There you go. Gracious applause for myself and Retief at the end. Whatever happened to Retief Goosen? You know, he was a pro golfer. He won the U.S. Open. What else did he, did he win the British? I think he did. You know, it was big time. You know, he's somebody who's been struck by lightning like three times in his life. Yeah, look it up. Retief Goosen struck by lightning. <laughs> so lightning strikes once. Not for him. It's like every time he goes out there, here comes Retief. You better hold on to your hats. <laughs> Oh, look at this. A real try. I wonder if it's the real Coach O. Somebody is hanging on the Divinity Equipment phone line that says Coach O. Hello, Coach O. Yeah, man, look at you. Uh, uh, chicken, chicken was telling me, you know, me a chicken real tight. Chicken, my, chicken is my buddy. Man, you ain't fooled him. anybody. You haven't fooled anybody because, look, Hawk, you started your Coach O call the exact same way <laughs> you start the Chicken Hawk call. You say, look at him. Look at him now. Look, look at him. Every chicken hawk call starts with look at him. Just, just, just because, just because you you wanted them hell staters up there, and because you play, you didn't play for me. You just respected me just like you just just did. I'd kick your butt all the way up and down the bag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'd have, I'd, you wouldn't have been in no P row. I'd have made a P row out of your butt. You already got a crack in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, look, 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 look here, Bob. Tell me, mm. no, no, all jokes aside, man. Look here, you know I hang around chickens the dog on much. and chicken, chicken rub off. You know how it, don't don't chicken kind of rub off on. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, look at that stuff you just played while you were waiting for me to get on here. You know they say that the, the liquor store and all that kind of stuff there is a sense. Well, you know, we got them drive around and drive through, drive up and drive on top of daiquiri barns and stuff down here on the bayou. Mm -hmm. That's enough to make a man want to drink. <laughs> Wait, 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 Chicken wanted me and Boudreaux and Kippado to invite you down here to the fire uh, when it warm up a little bit so uh, we can go do a little red fish. Uh, chicken yes, said you were a big fisherman. Come on with it. Yes, sir. I'll do it. You a big fisherman? Yes. Okay. Hey, look here, though. But now, let, me, let me tell you something. Now, when you get down here, you're going to have to put a little purple and gold on. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Purple and gold, oh, and put a fishing rod in my hand, and leave me alone. That's well, fine. Well, if you hadn't disrespected me like you would, I'd let you get up <laughs> in my funeral with the dog on maroon the white. Hey, hey, Coach O, Coach O, hey, Coach O. Yeah, yeah. Hold, yeah. hold that tight. Coach. <laughs> hey, look here, here, why I gotta go now? I gotta go. I, I told Chicken I'd call, but look here, I got to go. Really, I'm a busy man right now. 
We're trying to get some of that virtual stuff going down here on the fire too. Oh, yeah, I can't let I can't be letting folks get ahead of me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Can't let folks get ahead of me. I know. Look at here. I'm gonna say. I gonna say right here before I go. Go Tiger. Hold that Tiger, Coach O. Coach O has called into the show. Jason and Flagstaff gave me a rolling on the floor laughing his butt off on the uh, text line. He likes it. He likes Chicken Hawk's impression of Coach O. Matt. What? Got a question. Okay. I don't know why you would assume. Why did you think that was Chicken Hawk? (laughs) Clearly Chicken Hawk already (laughs) called. That was Ed Orgeron. I mean, people don't call back like that. Yeah, you got me, Beaver. That's great. Also, leads me to another question. Okay. Are you aware that, well, first of all, do you remember Zubaz Pants? No. Mm Mm-mm. You don't remember Zubaz? No, I don't. I don't know what that is. You know those delightfully but horribly like tacky pants people used to wear in the early '90s, and they just like had they were real baggy pants. Yeah, and like they just hammer, had, hammer pants. Yes, hammer yes. pants. If you just said hammer pants, I would have said yes. Okay, okay. Well, they're back, and you can now get purple and gold. Really? So LSU fans can have Zubaz. Also oh, found some maroon yeah. ones. And I found some blue and white ones. I had not blue and red, but blue and white. Blue and white. So, state Ole Miss fans, LSU fans, <laughs> we can all have Zubaz now. Bring it on, Chicken Hawk, wherever you are. Just want to say I enjoyed that. That was great. That was Coach O. Coach Coach O, thanks, buddy. I just I can't pretend. <laughs> I'm not good. At, I'm not good at that. Matt. What? I mean, did, didn't you had a childhood? I assume. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, but we just played ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we did. This man called in and he, and he did a Coach O voice and he said the same stuff that Chicken Hawk says. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that wasn't a good start. <laughs> just to start said, it with, look at here now. Look at here now. Look at here now. That gave it all away. It gave it away. It sure gave it away. Did you hear me? I played the LSU Tiger Rag in there. All right, this is Beaver. This is LSU's Tiger Rag. Picture, listen to this, dancing around next to the Golden Girls wearing your Zubaz purple and gold hammer pants. All right, so, so there you go. That's the LSU Tiger Rag. Now the Auburn Tiger Rag puts the L- – well, hold on. Okay. All right, that's the LSU Tiger Rag. But the Auburn Tiger Rag puts the LSU Tiger Rag to shame. Here's Auburn. Now, does that not give you a little chill up your spine and make you want to be down by the field when the band comes marching out so that you can tell them you're about to whoop Auburn's butt? Man, 
I'm not lying to you. Auburn's Tiger Rag puts the rest of them to shame. It ain't close. Big finish. Big finish. Anybody agree, disagree? Chris on the country-pleasing text line says, OMG, Chicken Hawk and Squirrel deserve each other. And they need therapy. <laughs> Jason said uh, Zubaz is what Todd Fritz wore when he was sick on the Dan Patrick show. Is that what that was? <laughs> That's great. Auburn. Auburn's got the most underrated band and songs of any SEC team out there, Beaver, you Auburn hater. This is War Eagle right here. Band, the Auburn band puts the Alabama band to shame. Seven days a week. They're really good. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to have a battle of the virtual bands. <laughs> and we're just going to, I'm going to be the, provide the entertainment so that it will not be virtually worthless, as Chicken Hawk said. Chicken Hawk just had his two best phone calls in the history of his phone calls all on this show today as, mind you, two different personalities. For Beaver, I'm Matt. For all of y'all, thanks for tuning in. We'll do it again tomorrow. See you then in the Farm Bureau studio.